So hello and welcome to Darlene So Future podcast. Um, this is going to be uh, a podcast where we're going to talk about the future. It's always about you know what's going on next. What did we? Do? Of course, we're going to talk about what we've done in the past year. But the most important thing is insights um, and uh, what is leading to the future uh, and how we're going to continue to connect the dots uh, as Global SF. So today I'm joined by two of my colleagues, uh, Bruce Pickering, Dr. Bruce Pickering, who's our senior advisor on policy, as well as Laura Jenkins, who is our director of partnerships, uh, and she has done. So many amazing things that are growing and um, into some pretty uh, substantial projects. Um, and I would love for her to tell all of you uh, more about it. So please get involved. So let's start with you, Bruce. Um, we've done quite a bit this year, especially you know uh, with the conference. And uh, not to really go into the details of the conference, but. In your words, what are some of the insights um, that have surfaced uh, over the past few months as a result? You know, trying to find solutions, um, exploring what you know what what that means in terms of you know all these pain points that we have heard about, and then how do we transition into a regenerative uh, economy? And in many ways, um, a garden, right? We we want to build and create a regenerative, sustainable economic garden here starting in San Francisco? Uh, right, well, I think that's, those are all good questions. You know, I think when we, we, we knew we had an interesting break point with, uh, with the arrival of the pandemic and the associated economic downturn. And, you know, I think there were, we knew, we knew that it had arrived. We knew it was gonna do some strange things to the economy, but I don't think we really knew how, just how significant it was until we really dug into this. And one of the things we discovered, of course, was that most of the trends that emerged aren't actually really new. They're all trends that have been underway for years, but it's you know kind of a slow increase in, in the in the tempo of some of these. And what the what the pandemic did was take those slow increases and sort of hyper accelerate them. So, you know, issues of supply chains, those have been building, income inequality, those have been building, housing issues, those have been building public health, all these things that we identified were things that were actually already happening. But I think one of the interesting things we did with this was we didn't say just San Francisco, we didn't just say Northern California, we really looked at this from a statewide perspective. And then what we did, which was really interesting, was get the policymakers involved to actually hear you know, what we were looking at. So of course we had Governor Newsom and the Lieutenant Governor and the Treasurer and the Senate Majority Leader, all these key people to hear what this group of really thoughtful, talented people put together. And I thought Jonathan Wetzel's comment, who's the, he's a director at the McKinsey Global Institute that you were referring to, his garden analogy was very good because the point he made was, you know, you just can't pre-plan everything. And he, he said it privately, but it was interesting. He said, you know, you know, like a, a big French garden like Versailles, he said, you have to do it more like an English garden. And, you know, you do the weeding and the, and the, the sort of, you know, you, you make the, the place habitable for the plants, but then what comes out of it is something that can be somewhat unexpected. And I think that was our approach to this. And we took out a number of key areas that we looked at. Ports were one, supply chains were one, the income inequality divide between the coast and the inland regions was one. Uh, you know, we looked at all these issues and in investment and tried to figure out ways to start this conversation because it really is only the start of the discussion and more will be coming. And so as we move forward, we're, we're 
deep in the middle of ports, but we're also looking at ways that what are the key conversations we need to have with policymakers to adjust the state's approach to many of these upcoming issues that we're still looking at, whether it be access to broadband or, you know, uh, you know, supply chain issues or something. So these are all right on the table right now, and we're talking about them all. And I know that Laura's really picked up the ball in many new ways as well that are kind of, some of which were identified, some of them weren't, but we're really starting to look at the next generation for California's economic growth. Right. And so, you know, starting with San Francisco and Laura, you've been uh, phenomenal in, in terms of connecting the dots, right? Uh, Skydeck is now a, a major partner and uh, we had the grand challenge, but um, with the work that you've been doing, how have you been making sure that, you know, out of San Francisco where all the innovation takes place, that we continue to be relevant and, um, you know, learning, Eve, taking from what we've actually learned from the, the, the insights, right, that have come out of all the past discussions. Um, what are you seeing? What are you doing? And what are some of the interesting things that, you know, you have coming up? That's a really good question. There, I think there's a lot there. Um, and I want to add very quickly to what Bruce said, because there are so many interesting insights that have come out of the new economy initiative and those conversations. Um, and just to add what I'm seeing from global partners. So companies, funders, thought leaders from around the world. Um, the big shift that lines right up with this whole thinking around and mainstreaming around the idea of a regenerative economy is thinking in terms of systems and having that drive the vision around a lot of the projects and programs and, and action. So people know that they need to think about systems, make big shifts. And what I'm hearing um, both from individuals uh, starting companies and really trying to drive change, um, also funders and from the policy side, um, but all around the world, all of the global partners we're working with, people are asking, what kind of world do we want, right? And looking at systems, so health systems, economies, what, where do we want to live? What do we want our cities to, to be like? Um, and food systems, which is our biggest system, um, and all of the um, incredible opportunities, both commercial opportunities, but in terms of our physical health and environmental health that can come out of those shifts. Um, so that's really driving the opportunities that that I'm seeing, what we're seeing as a team and in our network. And then the other big piece here, I think people are really keen on driving public-private partnerships, which is right in line with what we do, which is why it's so exciting um, for Global SF to be part of this. And so the projects, to answer your question about what's on the horizon, um, we have joined up with UCANR, which is the University of California Agriculture and Natural Resources. And they're such an interesting organization because they connect the dots across the UC system um, in a really transdisciplinary way across agriculture, nutrition, and most importantly, local communities. And one of the big insights that Bruce surfaced through the New Economy Conference last year was that we needed to connect up the Bay Area and the coastal cities with all of the opportunities to invest in the Central Valley. So um, we have joined up a co with this, this large coalition of partners to do that and link all of the biotech innovation in the Bay Area with food and ag tech in the Sacramento Davis Central Valley region. And, um, and the, really the vision behind this is to 
position Northern California as a global center for food, bio, ag innovation and build the companies of the future here so they can scale here, create jobs, um, include local communities and create a tremendous amount of wealth for the region. So we see this biomanufacturing future as being really key uh, for the, the state, but really at the global level and, and creating these opportunities for us. Um, and also reinforcing California's sustainability leadership around water and energy and land and ag and food and bio. Um, so we want companies to scale here in the state to support this mm -hmm. and to create this regulatory environment um, so that we can reach our full potential. That's great. Um, you know, I, I, you, you did an amazing job with um, launching uh, the Grand Challenge. Um, so tell us a little bit about that and then what are your plans for the future and what do you hope to accomplish with that? Yeah, so the Grand Challenge was created to align um, innovation with public purpose and to bring innovation from all over the world to Northern California. Um, this year we partnered with Nestle because uh, they had extremely ambitious goals around reducing plastic waste. Um, they want to eliminate all of their plastic waste um, in the next several decades, and so does the city of San Francisco. So we were able to partner with Nestle to recruit several startups. Um, we chose two winners um, out of a, a final group of about 10 companies to pilot their solutions in the city. And, um, and it was a huge success, but also an experiment for us to look at um, what are the opportunities to connect these innovations and especially the founders who have a, um, you know, this, this mindset around having a much larger impact, um, not just looking at a financial return. Um, and so how can Global SF connect the dots between what the city's goals are, the state of California, our corporate partners, uh, the innovation they're looking for, and also opening up amazing opportunities for these founders uh, to meet investors and then demonstrate their innovation here. So next year, we're partnering very closely with Berkeley Skydeck um, to do something very similar, but on a much larger scale. Um, and again, focusing on our food system. So looking at food waste, uh, we'll be announcing in early January what the, what the exact challenges will be, um, and then opening up applications in April. That is a lot that you have going on. And then we still have our food innovation tours, right? <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, we have two tours, um, one going to the Nordics in June 2022, and the second one to Japan in September 2022. And um, the, whole, the whole objective here is to bring super innovative bio, food, and ag tech companies from the Bay Area, and really California, investors, and we're bringing chefs as well um, to those regions to learn, connect, develop partnerships, help companies with their global expansion, and, and plug into those innovation ecosystems to bring um, opportunities back to California and to build out the innovation pipelines between San Francisco and, and other really innovative food hubs. That is really, really cool. Back to Bruce. Bruce, you know, we've been talking about supply chain, value chain. I know you've been looking uh, very deeply in the ports. What do you think are going to be some of the next steps <clears throat> that we're going to have to take uh, in, in that arena? Well, I think one thing is actually just having a, a convention at, at a kind of broad term 
of, you know, how do we, how do we, what are the next steps? What do we do to proceed? Because, um, you know, one of the big problems that California government has had for a long time is it's efficient in its own way, but it's very siloed. And there's a lot of expertise in the university and the think tanks, you know, the World Economic Forum has an office, in, you know, Presidio in San Francisco. So you have all these real resources, but there's no kind of coordinating mechanism for it. And I think one of the things that we've done effectively is get all the right people in the room for these conversations. And so, you know, the policymakers are not at all hostile to these opportunities to learn from people who know. But I think they often don't have the opportunities. And so what we can give them is that that opportunity to sit down and meet with people and then devise workable policies. These issues are complex because you have state, local, and national government government involved. However, one of the things we've done very well is we've gotten all three involved. And I think that's one of the critical issues in the terms of addressing these problems is kind of getting the right people in the room. Not so big it becomes unwieldy, but not so small it's unrepresentative. And you know, it's kind of the Goldilocks phenomenon. You gotta get it just right. Um, so talking about sustainability, um, uh, statewide um, organization or lack thereof, because everybody's working in silos. <clears throat> Laura, I, I, you meant you, you are working on a project in, you know, sustainability and social impact. Definitely, that's your bottom line when it comes to looking um, at projects and identifying partnerships. Um, aren't you looking at a forest summit? We are. So um, we're partnering with Sweden to bring innovation in the forest space. So, you know, for them, they have a this very well-developed um, forestry sector. For California, we're looking at innovative solutions to help with wildfire, to create a market for biomass, very different contexts, um, but there's so much to learn from the Nordics. So what we're doing, we've partnered with the state of California, um, Climate Catalyst Fund, several different partners, um, at the state level and people who are working on this in California with Sweden and a few different universities there and um, a forest innovation incubator. <laughs> uh, and the idea is to bring companies and thought leadership from Sweden to California next year um, to have this, this conversation and exchange and exploration of what the opportunities are and really looking at solutions um, and what California can learn and implement here. That's great. And last but not least, Global SF Women. I know we've been working with female founders. Um, is it because of the Me Too movement or is there a, a, a more justifiable reason to, for us to actually continue to be in, engaged? Um, yeah, so for Global SF Women, um, you know, the idea there is that we already had this community of women founders and investors and amazing people who are doing things. And, um, and the big, the big pain point for them and what we were seeing constantly was that um, they needed to connect up with resources and markets in order to expand their businesses globally. So to start exporting or looking at global expansion. And um, so this is something, a program that overlays everything else that we're doing at Global SF and to build a network for them to connect all of the resources we're exposed to. So it's really bringing incredible talent together, um, creating partnerships within the network and then exposing them to even more opportunities because we have this 
global ecosystem we're working with, lots of funding opportunities, lots of business partnerships that we can put together for them. Um, so that's really the idea behind that. And the momentum has been incredible. We received a federal grant to support called the MDCP to support women founders in expanding their companies overseas. So um, I'll take the opportunity to pitch this. Uh, if you're a woman founder as a listener and you're interested in uh, joining one of the food innovation tours, we have resources to support you. Um, so we're meeting with lots of people right now and talking about how we can share resources and, um, and make things happen. That is great. And I think we're going to be running short of time, but I just wanted to ask both of you anything else to add. Bruce, Laura? Well, I think, you know, to, you know, I think the key thing here is that we really, uh, Laura and I, I'm not speaking for Laura, but Laura and I have done is really looked at the, the kind of future that the state wants to have for itself. I think a point Laura made, which was very good, was this issue of quality of life, because it used to be taken for granted that everybody was going to have a better quality of life than, you know, their parents did. But clearly that's no longer the case. I mean, you have between the housing prices in the Bay Area, climate change, you know, the uncertain economic situation, it's going to be much trickier. And I think to the degree that we can work with, uh, you know, people to sort of improve that quality of life, it's going to be a major contribution. And it'll also be interesting because we're going to be looking at those issues that really affect, you know, things people care about in California, because we all, at the end of the day, want the state to remain the viable, exciting place that it's always been. The fifth largest economy in the world, we have to maintain our cutting edge and San Francisco's in the center of it, right? As the uh, center of innovation. So Laura, any last remarks? Yeah, I just want to add, I think one area that makes it even more competitive to be in California and really building on what Bruce is saying about bringing the public and private sector together. Um, you know, this whole movement towards a regenerative economy is already well underway. There's so, you know, there's so many people doing interesting things around our food system is a great example and metaphor for that. Um, and it's to the point now where most of the companies we're seeing have this triple bottom line approach, right? And, and a lot of the change in that space is, is driven by entrepreneurship and a lot of innovation, but it has to be backed by the policy side. Um, and the consumer demand is there. The investment is obviously here in, in the Bay Area. Um, but now it's to the point where we'll see all of these forces coming together and make it really difficult for companies that are having causing negative impacts to our social, um, to you know having negative environmental, social, and health impacts to remain profitable. Um, so you know companies that really the way we're describing them as companies of the future um, that have an agenda that is all about sustainability, that's all about equity, um, and also economic impact are the ones that will have the greatest financial returns. Um, and I, I do think, you know, it's, there's so much opportunity here in Northern California to do that. Um, so it's, I, I, I'm really optimistic about it, um, but there's there's so much opportunity for California to lead. Absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely bullish about the future of California. So, you know, thank you so much, Bruce and uh, Laura, for joining me today to talk about, uh, you know, what we've learned the past year and moving forward what we see. Um, and so to and to quote 
uh, Professor Ian Golden, right, of Oxford, when he said, the world is watching us here in San Francisco, here in California, uh, for what steps we're going to take next to take us out of uh, the current situation. And uh, definitely we're here to build, and everybody heard it here first, we're here to help build a sustainable, regenerative economic garden. And so with that, thank you all for joining in, tuning in, and listening to Darlene So Future Podcast uh, with Global SF. Uh, for future podcasts, you can always check us out at www.globalsf.biz. You can sign up for more information and join our mailing list. But with that, please stay in touch and, uh, you know, stay in touch and hear and find out what future events and programs, for that matter, you can get involved with. And with that, again, thank you so much, Bruce and Laura, and thank have you. a great day.